You've probably been told your whole life not to believe everything you see on TV. But surely you can believe a doctor in just about any context, right? Well, not so fast. Research published in the British Medical Journal seems to suggest TV doctors aren't always the most trustworthy source of medical advice. The group of authors who sort of conceived this study are all involved in primary health care in some way. And essentially, we were faced on a frequent basis with patients who would come in and had questions about recommendations that they had seen on televised medical talk shows. That's Dr. Christina Koronik, Associate Professor of Family Medicine at the University of Alberta. She and two colleagues led the study, which analyzed 40 randomly selected episodes of two shows, The Dr. Oz Show and The Doctors. The researchers checked to see how many doctor recommendations made on the shows are actually supported by medical research and how often the benefits and costs of each recommendation were explained. On average for both shows, there was at least some evidence to support the recommendations for about 56% of the time. And if you separate them, the Dr. Oz show, it was about 46%, and the doctors, it was 63%. So on the Dr. Oz show, evidence supported 46% of the recommendations, was not found for 39%, and then contradicted the recommendations about 15% of the time. For both shows overall, a specific benefit was only mentioned about 40% of the time. So things are being recommended, but a specific benefit is not always being given. And the magnitude of that benefit was mentioned less than 20% of the time. So even if you were talking about, say, weight loss, the magnitude of the benefit wasn't mentioned all that often. Potential harms were discussed less than 10% of the time and costs on average less than 15% of the time. Now, this may sound like just a bunch of numbers, but Koronik says the biggest takeaway is easy to explain. Our main conclusion would be that people who are watching these shows simply need to be skeptical of the recommendations that are being made. The findings of the study are understandably bothersome to many people, so the biggest question has to be, are TV doctors intentionally lying to patients? I don't know if I would say lying or I would say just not including all of the relevant information. If a physician strongly believes that this intervention is beneficial, They can certainly mention that, but I think it would be very important to disclose that there's no evidence to support that or that's their personal belief and not backed by the medical community, I suppose. So I think it's more just a lack of full disclosure that is really the key concern. Koronik also points out that a TV doctor talking to millions of people at a time simply cannot provide individualized care. My recommendation to my 95-year-old patient with severe cardiac disease is going to be much different than the recommendation I make to a 20-year-old healthy, active guy. So ideas that may come from these shows are not necessarily bad in themselves, but they need to be discussed in the context of the patient's health, their history, their current medications, and in the context of what are the potential harms associated with these treatments, or is there good evidence of benefit? And they can take those ideas, and then they need to sort of discuss them in the context of these other factors before they make decisions that may impact their health. Despite these flaws, many people still trust TV doctors, sometimes even more than their own personal physicians. The program director of the National Institute of Whole Health, Dr. Georgiana Donadio, says that could be because TV doctors are empowering. TV doctors explain things in a way that make people feel smarter than perhaps their own doctor makes them feel. People want to be in control of their health care. They want to feel that they are the authors of their care 
and they want to understand it. They want to be informed. They want to be spoken to on a level playing field. They don't want some practitioner or expert to condescend to them, not listen to them, and as the studies show, interrupt them within the first 18 seconds that they open their mouth. Ultimately, Donatio says traditional medicine has turned a lot of people off with poor bedside manner. As a result, more and more patients are trusting the advice given to them by generally more sympathetic TV doctors. Medicine has led itself down this path because it's not training doctors on how to communicate, on how to develop compassion and empathy. And that's what the research that I've been involved with for 35 years is all about. Agreeing with this assertion is Lindsay Meredith, business professor at the Beattie School of Business at Simon Fraser University in British Columbia, Canada. He says people are often more comfortable with TV doctors because their own physicians push them away. It's awfully easy to say, well, what are these, quote, quacks doing with all of their, and some of these untested homeopathic medicines and procedures, things of that sort. Like most things in marketing, I always tell students again, you know what, you're going to find the truth somewhere in the middle. Nothing's ever black and white. No one side is ever totally guilty of everything, and we're pristine clean on the other side. Usually, if you get a competing product out there, it's because your product isn't doing everything people wanted it to do. So the other guy moves in on your territory. The bad part in this case is, you know what, he may be not producing or selling the best kinds of products in the patient's best interest. Another thing Donatio says is important to remember is that TV doctors aren't the only medical professionals giving occasionally bad advice. Well, look, doctors give bad advice and they get away with it. 100,000 people die every year from over-the-counter and iatrogenic drugs. We've got another couple of hundred thousand people who are dying from complications of medical care, from post-surgical malnutrition. Perhaps the key to avoiding the dangers of taking an ill-advised supplement is in doing some extra research. As Meredith says, patients have more access to medical information than ever before, thanks to the Internet. Patient comes in the front door, guess who's been doing a whole pile of homework? When that happens, now you have much more of an equal playing field, if you will, two-way level of communication. Now, a lot of the old docs really don't like that. That's not the model they grew up with. So they were used to giving the information from, so to speak, on high, never being cross-questioned by a patient or challenged, God forbid. So it's a real game changer. In today's world, everyone is learning to have an opinion. Experts say the key to avoiding bad advice from TV doctors and general physicians alike is a more open dialogue. So next time you're tempted to try some exotic treatment you saw on TV, run it by your own physician. If you're told it's a bad idea, just let it go. After all, there will probably be yet another good idea right after the next commercial. You can find out about all our guests on our website, RadioHealthJournal.net, where you can also find archives of our shows. You can also find them on iTunes and Stitcher. Our writer this week is Evan Rook. Our production directors are Sean Waldron and Nick Hofstra. I'm Nancy Benson. Two Little Tablets is all it takes to make your thin hair feel and look thicker and fuller. Guaranteed. Viviscal is clinically researched to promote existing hair growth for men and women. You'll love your hair growth results. Guaranteed. Viviscal is so effective, it's recommended by top doctors. Want to try Viviscal? Every listener that calls now gets a 90-day risk-free supply plus free shipping. Call now. 800-881-6471. 800-881-6471. That's 800-881-6471.